Welcome to the Difficult Relationships Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you navigate life's toughest ties and conquer codependency with biblical truth and Christian wisdom. I'm your host, Chris Reese, and I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to the journey. I know how frustrating and exhausting it can be dealing with problematic people. It's like trying to hug a porcupine. And that's why I created the Toxic People's Survival Guide. This is my free gift to you to help you identify and deal with all the difficult people in your life. So be sure to check the show notes for the link or jump on over to chrisreese.com and grab your free guide today. Have you ever wondered why, no matter what you say, no matter what you do, you cannot get that person to respect your boundaries? And perhaps you think, oh, I need to find a better way to communicate. Or maybe you believe these people are just boundary proof. Well, in today's episode, we are going to dive into the one mistake that will cause your boundaries to fail every time and what you can do to fix it. The biggest mistake you're making reminds me of the time that my friend Meredith asked me to come with her to the car dealership to negotiate a price on a car. And you see, this was the car that she always wanted. She dreamed about it for years and she was finally able to afford it, sort of. It was still a little out of her price range, but she was so close that she just gave in. I can't wait anymore. She knew how much I'd saved on car purchases over the years, so she asked if I would join her in the negotiation. And happy to help her avoid overpaying, I said, yes, of course, but I have a few questions and just a couple of rules. First off, I needed to know if she was flexible on the colors and the options, and then there were three rules. Number one, let me do all the talking. Number two, don't get too excited about the car. And number three, follow my lead, even if you disagree. She said, deal, because she was so excited to drive off the lot with her shiny new sports car. So we headed into the dealer and Gabe greeted us on the lot. And from the moment Meredith sat in the driver's seat, I knew we were going to have an issue. She was so giddy that the salesperson looked like a kid who had just scored the biggest lollipop. He knew he'd already had her. My work was cut out for me. And we finally sat down at Gabe's desk and the issue went from bad to worse. Gabe laid out the price and I pushed back and out of the corner of my eye, I could see Meredith getting really squirmy. Each time Gabe went to speak to his manager to get approval for what I was asking, Meredith needed to be talked off the ledge. Let's not push so hard, she'd say. What if he changes his mind, she said. Changes his mind? About what? Selling you a car? <laughs> I don't think so. But she was so scared that her dream car would just slip right through her fingers. So when Gabe came back with his final offer, which I found to be completely unacceptable, especially given that Sales were down in that dealership, and there were four of the exact same models on the lot. I knew it was time. And just as I was about to say, thanks, Gabe, but no thank you, Meredith jumped out of her seat and said, I'll take it. There was nothing more I could do to help Meredith get the best price possible on her dream car. And truth be told, Gabe could have charged her double, and I still think she would have found a way to pay. Now, you might be wondering, Chris, what does this have to do with boundaries? Everything. In fact, it's the one mistake that is keeping you stuck with people who don't respect your boundaries. It is the same mistake that Meredith made, and it's this, your inability to walk away. Now, I'm not saying that you have to walk away from a relationship to get what you want. That's just manipulative. But I am saying that if you can't go without whatever they're offering you, 
Your boundaries will never stick. Now, before you go thinking that this is just some game of get my power back behavior, it's not. I don't condone that type of wicked manipulative behavior. But the truth is, no matter how big or how small, my friend, they have something that you want or need. What do I mean? Well, in the case of my friend's overpriced sports car, you likely are willing to overpay for what little they're giving you. You see, if you can't do without his or her company, if you can't be alone, if you can't stand feeling uncomfortable in a disagreement, if you can't stomach their reactions, then my friend, you're going to do whatever is necessary to get the relationship back to a symbiotic state. And they don't have to do anything but wait for you to fear the loss, just like Meredith. And that's why they will always win the boundary war because they have negotiating power. You don't. You may whine, you complain, you may even play the victim, but you don't stand your ground. And many who make this mistake try to give the illusion of control with follow-ups like, okay, I'll do it this time, but next time, or okay, but don't do it again, or okay, but I just, and then make some pathetic threat that they won't follow up with anyway. But the truth is, your threats are hollow because your boundaries are unstable, and they know it. And that's what happens when you want what they have. Even if it's overpriced, even if you have to sell your soul, they know you'll pay because you can't live without it. Now that you know the mistake that keeps your boundaries powerless, how do you ensure that you set limits that stick? Step number one. This one is going to be the hardest to do, but my friend, I think you're ready for the task. Are you ready? Grab a notepad or a writing device, and here's what I want you to do. Identify the need or your needs. Ask yourself, what do I need from this person? And be careful. Don't start listing all the things that you think they should be doing for you, but rather identify your need. For example, instead of saying, he should want to spend more time with me, Identify your need for wanting attention and companionship. So what's the need? Because until you truly understand the need that is within you, you will never be able to set healthy boundaries for toxic behavior because you'll always be too willing to pay too high of a price for the little that you're getting in exchange. Step number two is to identify the fear. You see, behind every broken boundary, is a fear. For example, maybe your sister keeps calling and coming over whenever she wants, no matter how many times you've asked her not to. In fact, the more you ask, the more brazen she gets. And when told that you need to set a better boundary and be more firm, you're now afraid how you're going to be perceived by others with fears like, oh, I can't do that. Who's going to do that to their own sister? You see, these fears can keep you from setting appropriate boundaries. And sometimes the need and the fear intersect. I need others to see me as easygoing versus I fear that others will view me as harsh. So I would encourage you to dig deep as the true need is more important than the surface need. For example, on the surface, Meredith feared that she would watch her dream car just slip away if she didn't purchase it right then and there. But the true fear was that no other car was going to give her the image that she needed to feel important. Step number three, 
Take your fears and needs to the Lord and ask him to meet it or heal it. When you allow the Lord to meet your needs in his timing and you allow him to heal you of whatever brokenness is going on within you, my friend, it puts you in a position to be more confident to say no to bad behavior because your whole world doesn't hinge on someone else meeting your need or quieting your fear. Now, many may fear that this sounds very cold and unloving, but it's actually the most loving thing that you can do. You see, learning how to set and keep boundaries puts both parties in a position to potentially seek the Lord, should they choose, instead of keeping that codependent cycle alive. And if you struggle with only being okay when others are okay with you, I want to invite you to check out my online course called Conquering Codependency Biblically. I will go ahead and include a link in the description section. And did you know, however, that there is one trait that is guaranteed to attract manipulators? To find out if you are inadvertently drawing these people to you, go ahead and check out this episode right here. And be sure to grab a copy of our free Toxic People Survival Guide. My friend, it is my free gift to you. I will go ahead and include a link in the description section below. Thank you for joining me today on the Difficult Relationships Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed our time as much as I have. If you struggle to be okay only when others are okay with you, be sure to check out my online course, Conquering Codependency Biblically. It's time, my friend, to stop people-pleasing and start God-pleasing. So go ahead and check out the link in the show notes for more details or jump on over to chrisreese.com.